beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. My name is Sean Ram, alongside uh, my host, as always, Joshua Black. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This will be a, a quick one. Uh, we just wanted to uh, share a couple things with you. Yeah, sort of like an update podcast just to kind of fill you guys in on a few things, uh, some exciting news which is happening in our world, and also, uh, you know, maybe some friendly banter uh, trying to find out about us a little more. We got some feedback from some listeners that, you know, they, they would enjoy to hear more about us, our personal lives a little more. So, you know, <laughs> can, we can always share that, right, Josh? Oh, yes, of course. So I'm always, I'm an open book, right? So, um, Sean, if you have any questions for me, this is just going to be quick, I know. But uh, as we move forward, I think, in these updates, uh, it'd be nice to share some of our other experiences beyond loss. Let's start off a little lighter. Let's talk about hobbies. I know, Josh, what, what are some of your hobbies? You know, people might not know this, but you're a huge movie buff. You know, I, 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 we go down into your room, your bedroom, and there's a, a book uh, shelf case. Was that a bookshelf case? <laughs> Bookcase shelf, shelving unit of some sort that is filled with DVDs. You know, and you just started collecting these. When did you start collecting your DVDs? Oh, that was way, way back. I can't even remember. I was. I was probably a teenager when I started doing it. What you see now is a lot less than what I had before. I probably had over probably 300 DVDs. I just kept, I just said, I love watching it, watching movies. It's sort of like a pastime. And I always get inspired by movies in different ways that I think a lot of people don't get inspired by. They may just like look at the, the plot and they just take it as face value, but some things trigger. I'm always thinking. So it triggers certain things I'm going through in life. And then I learn a lot just by watching these movies, which is interesting, like Cinderella Man is one of my favorites, or Real Steel. I've always gotten inspiration from those. Sometimes isn't intended, I think, from the writers. But yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I only have one now because everything's online. You can just download it. And so uh, I rent them now too. But yeah, back in the day, you could buy them for like two fifty, five bucks, and that was a thing to do. But now DVDs are becoming obsolete. So yeah, the, the, it's uh, just one of those things that... Um, I don't think I'll ever give up. It's, uh, it always brings me joy. So that's why on my Instagram, if you guys are following Grief Dreams, I, uh, I post a lot of uh, movie uh, memes. It's because I'm watching those movies. And so I found a way to incorporate Grief Dreams into my movie hobby. And hopefully people are enjoying it. I get a kick out of it. I, uh, I'm playing around with this uh, new idea of uh, f- fake interviews. So I'll interview like... What was the, one of the ones I did? The movie Sing. So I interviewed, fake interviewed, uh, Buster Moon about his loss of his parents. So just, just like, it's something fun I can do, uh, asking about their loss and their grief dreams as if they're real people. <laughs> and so it's just, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's fun. It gets me, gets my creative spirit, uh, like just moving. And it's funny, I'll chuckle, I'll just like laugh at myself in bed for like a good, because that's when I make them at night. Uh, for about like a good like minute or two just because i think they're so clever (laughs) wow the magic happens at night folks you heard it here first you know and and movies are like that right the movies me as well i've always been a big movie buff and going to a theater is a special thing you know it's it's really awesome you walk in the lights get low you watch the trailers and you know it's you zone out and you you're into it you know you can you know it's not so much about escapism but yeah you know you can get away from the daily grind you know we all you know a lot of us well most of us have jobs and we're we're going to these places and then we're sitting in traffic or doing this and doing that 
and a movie is like here let's 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 go off let's go off into transformer land or let's go off into you know narnia or a lot of other uh, amazing type of movies that provide that with especially the production value nowadays you know they can make anything uh with obviously the money that's required but you know yeah uh, i have that same passion also we share another interesting passion which is we like to play pool once in a while so we do live in the same city uh, which is awesome because we get to meet up and, and do stuff. But, you know, we will, you know, sometimes uh, grab our other friend Justin and go play some pool. Does it get kind of competitive? It, Justin gets competitive. At the end of the day, it's not, you know, pool's cool. Uh, I really like actually, I'm really into snooker. Um, getting, just because of the strategy involved. But overall, yeah, it's just like fun things. Like just the other day we went uh, bowling and that was fun. I haven't done that in a long time. But, you know, just getting out there and doing new things. Is just one of my passions, and like I said, like now that the weather's uh, warming up over here, we can actually go to trails, and and I always love standing by the water and going to waterfalls. So that's my plan this summer. Um, now that sort of uh, I don't have to stay indoors as much. So yeah, Sean, I'll be uh, going with uh, you and Rumble some places, which would be nice. As uh, many of you've probably heard, you know, my dog Rumble is a big part of my life. So you know, he plays, uh, uh, you know, like I said, a huge part having fun throughout the day or like you know on my days off going for walks playing with him so that's that's something i like to do and you know seeing him grow and develop is an amazing thing i've never really had a pet before um i don't have any kids so (laughs) this dog has shown me a lot in terms of you know also responsibility um 32 years old turning 33 this year some more information (laughs) and That, uh, you know, that it's nice to have someone to look after. It's nice to have some responsibilities in, in that area. And, and you know, it, it hopefully potentially will be um, good practice for if I ever do decide to have children. And then that's uh, something that I can <laughs> see myself learning to do that as well. But Rumble's teaching me a lot of that. And that's something that I like to do. And it, it helps me uh, relax because, you know, if, if many of you obviously don't know, uh, my profession is in manufacturing. I'm a um, manufacturing supervisor in the operations field. So I've worked for a lot of different companies for the last six, five, six years. General Motors, name one, Kraft. So a lot of these different companies where I've been uh, fortunate enough to play a big part in terms of the teams that I've been a part of. And uh, with me, what I enjoy doing at work a lot is team building and growing and, and seeing my employees grow and, and have a great have and develop their skill set and also enjoy life. Uh, One of the main things that I like to practice at work and teach is to have fun. You know, I think it's really important to enjoy your time at work, especially with the people that you're with. And I say this again and again, but it's because, you know, you were there so much. We're we're there uh, many hours, you know, a lot of times. And this is really true for many of you listening. You spend more time with your coworker than you do your spouse or your children. Like, think about that for a second. You spend more time with your coworker than you do with your spouse or your children. So why not make it a time that's where you're learning, you're growing, and you're enjoying each other's company? So, and, you know, it just gets, just boils down to a happy worker is a productive worker. You know, happy teams are productive teams. So that's something that I like to practice and preach and that's really what makes my job enjoyable for the most part. So that's what I do. That's my day job. Josh, what's your day job? <laughs> well, most people probably know I do the research at Brock University, looking at these grief dreams. And so I'm in my third year PhD, and it should be finished within a year, year and a half. And yeah, that's going good. But Sean, I want to sort of just give you a, 
uh, a quick question about your management skills. I know we talked about this, but I think it'd be good for listeners to know, how do you manage manage your staff compared to maybe how the older generation manages their staff? Well, when you talk about manufacturing, traditionally it's been ruled with kind of like an iron fist type of way. Uh, you know, it's kind of like workers are, are on one end and you have management on the other end and it's kind of like, well, do what you have to do. And if you're, if you step out of line, you'll be disciplined. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know why it needed to be like that in the first place, but it's changing. And over the last 10 years, uh, I found that the management style has changed towards more of a coach or a facilitator rather than a, you know, a th- authoritative type of autocratic leader of some sort so it's rather it's it's less about me going in and forcing rules and punishing but the style that the newer style and the style i try to practice is more of the coaching and developing because at the end of the day you know unless they're brand new to the job most people know how to do their job it's it's less about you know teaching them the skills in order to have in order to do their job it's more of just fostering and bringing out the best out of them. It's motivating. It's we all have different things that motivate us. It's not necessarily money. So in order to and it's just like a sports team. You know, you have five different players on a basketball court, and how do you bring out the best out of each of them? It's going to be unique. They're going to bring different things, different skill sets. Uh, so it's about helping the weaker ones and develop their skills, and then you know, um, encouraging the the stronger skilled employees. So. That's the main thing. And also empowering people on the floor. So empowering where, you know, and wherever you work as well, whether a hospital or whether you're in a business environment, empowering your employees so that they feel like they can make an impact. They feel like they can make decisions on their own and, and just guiding them along that way. That's where you're going to get the most out of uh, your life and your work life and also a business in general is is getting your workers to actually feel like they're contributing rather than, well, they're just punching a clock. So that's just one little tidbit of <laughs> my management style, what I try to do. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, pretty good so far. And I love working with my teams. I, any any place that I've been at, I've I've really enjoyed working with the people. And it's the people that really make your job enjoyable. So I've, if any of my former employees are listening, shout out, you know, I, I miss all you guys. And, and you know, it was, it was really amazing working with so many different people because I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with a diverse background of individuals. So, yeah, I, I really value that. And I know, well, I think which is amazing, it's amazing style because you're using, I would say, like more of a loving approach to people. So they actually enjoy coming in. I've been to different jobs where you're just there for the money because you don't love the environment. But once the environment's conducive and people, I guess, value you, like your management value you, you actually don't mind coming in, working, putting the hours in because you feel like it's almost like a family. And Sean, you always said too, like when you go to work, one of the things you really want to do is know people's names. Why is that? Yeah, especially when I start a new job, it's it's odd. That's the first thing I try to do as quickly as possible is learn everybody's name. Now, it can be difficult because I've had jobs where I've had 60 employees, but it's not impossible. And I know a lot of coworkers and whatnot have told me, oh, no, we can't. And a lot of people don't know their, their employees' names. You can do it. You can do it. You just got to, you know put you know and i we live in like generally ontario i've worked in toronto where there is so many different cultures you know it's 
brutal names, like just ten syllable names, but you gotta do it and everybody can do it, trust me. But anyways, the value, the importance of it is A, you know, people, they feel like you actually care, which is, you know, it's sad, but they want to know that their boss cares for them. You know, there's 60 of them, there's only one of you. So they're looking at you and saying, well, does this person even know my first and last name? And that's, that's vital. Another thing is people like to hear their own name. It's just, it's just human nature. There's psychology to it, Josh. You're the psychology uh, PhD. So, you know, people, when they hear their name, they, they're more receptive. So if you're asking someone to do a job, it would be more conducive for you to say, hey, you know, Josh, how are you? Great. Okay, well, I, I need you to go and do this for me. You know, rather than, hey, go do this for me, buddy. Like, you know, it's so, it's just different techniques, but more so it's, it's for knowing their name is, is, a, is the first step towards building a relationship with an employee. After you build a relationship with an employee, you can start building trust. Uh, and when you build trust, you can start uh, getting that information and, and, and really being able to motivate them. If you don't know them, you can't motivate them. So that, that's, it's just a process, you know, and, and it's not going to happen overnight. But, you know, if you are in a supervisor or management position, I do, you know, I recommend learn, learning your employees' names first and last if you can, because uh, that, that's the step towards building a relationship with them. So I know we wanted to talk about some exciting news that is coming forth uh, on the podcast. One of them is that we want to start releasing two podcasts a week. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it's uh, for me, it's like how fast... This has grown because before it was like once every couple of weeks. But once people started, I think, paying attention or just hearing about the podcast, we've been getting, you know, a ton of people want to come on and, and do this. And the outreach is, I guess, so much that if we just did once a week, we wouldn't be able to fulfill some of the demand of people want to share the story. And, you know, that's really what I love about this podcast that people get to um, talk about their loss and their journey and who they are and the lessons they've learned. And so it gives them a little platform to do that. And I think that's, it's inspiring for me to hear it. But for them, a lot of times it's the first time they've ever been on the podcast. So it, it gives them that little boost, I think, in life to like just say, wow, like I, I talked about you on air and someone's going to listen to it, um, especially like the loved one that passed away. And so, yeah, these, we're getting all these people coming. So we need to at least do two a week. And, and who knows how long that's going to last before we have to increase even further. But I uh, thank you all the listeners for supporting us in this because at the end of the day, without you guys listening and sharing the podcast with your friends and family or anyone who may find it interesting, these people that are coming would never have found this. So you guys are doing a lot to, to help people, I guess, um, normalize their grief, um, help them on their grief journey. And you're inspiring them that people are listening, people care. And that's really what that's why I think that why they want to come on so much is because in life, a lot of times we don't uh, feel that people care about us or care about our loss story anymore, especially after the first year or so. So you guys are, you know, you know, just I'm proud to be a part of this podcast and to have you guys as listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to echo that as well and, and say that, you know, it's all these different guests that we have on, you know, a director and, and you know, a grief coach, uh, you know, um, a counselor, what have you, doctor and sleep, all these people, you know, um, one benefit of having these people on is it helps you understand that no matter what position someone's in, no matter where they are in the walk of life, they have the same lost stories you have. And that's what we want to communicate and normalize, as Joshua said, is that, you know, we hopefully are allowing you to feel comfortable 
you know, understanding that and be able to, to sit and share that story and maybe feel some similarities and hopefully at the end of the day help you in your progression during, you know, your grief and, and through your, how you make sense of this world and how you make sense of life. So hopefully, you know, and again, thank you for listening. That's been a tremendous, awesome thing for us to see that, hey, you know, there's people from all over listening, just to name the spots. Like, it's hard to even name the places like in Canada, so many different provinces in BC, the West Coast, East Coast, uh, Newfoundland, um, you know, Manitoba, when we're talking about the US, we're talking about California, we're talking about Delaware, Missouri, uh, Washington, Florida, I can't even, so many places, and, you know, worldwide, we can talk about Ireland's been a big listener, Philippines, Saudi Arabia, um, Australia, Britain, UK, United Kingdom, all across the United Kingdom, you know, Scotland's a part of the United Kingdom, (laughs) in case you didn't know that, but that's been a real pleasure and a treat, because it just shows, it just helps us grow, and, and helps, encourages us to do more episodes, it also helps us know that, hey, like hopefully some people are, are benefiting. Hopefully there's someone out there that's listening and saying, you know, this really touched me tonight. You know, and, and I encourage you, sit with a family member, sit with a grandparent and listen to the podcast. You know, have a time, maybe a glass of wine, whatever you want to do. Enjoy yourself and just listen to something, one of those interviews, and hopefully it's an enjoyable experience for you. And you can learn and, and grow and both of you can maybe feel something, uh, whoever you're listening with. Yes, too. And also, you know, ask them if they've suffered a loss. Ask them if they ever dreamt of anyone. Because I think the first thing is that we're hoping the podcast does is allow people to just ask the question and you'll be surprised what kind of answers you get, what kind of dreams that they have had this whole time and just maybe never have shared with you. So moving forward, we have, we're just going to be wrapping up, but we have, I think we're going to do our next update show. We're going to do a question and answer, I guess, podcast. Could you uh, take us through that, Sean? Yeah, so again, this is part of, uh, you know, you guys getting to know us a little more. You know, we've been conducting a lot of interviews and doing these podcasts, but maybe you want to, maybe you want to know a little bit more about who are the hosts. So we thought we'd have a Get to Know the Host podcast. And I guess a part of that would be if you guys had any questions for us. So if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us that we can say on air, and even if you want to give a shout out, if you want to add your name, we can shout out the person asking the question but you know feel free email us at www dot uh sorry grief dreams <laughs> grief dreams podcast at gmail.com that's grief dreams podcast at gmail.com send us a question yeah i know i mess it up i need to read it off of a sheet but send us your question and we'll get ready and we'll we'll prepare those for our, our podcast we're going to do together and we'll uh, get to know you guys can get to know us a little bit more yeah, so it doesn't have to be about loss itself. It can be, but it could be more just in general. Like, who was your first girlfriend? You know, uh, what would you do in this situation? You know, uh, like one of the questions could be like for Sean, like if you would get if you were to get another dog, what would it be? You know, just some some of them could be funny, simple. Some could be more serious. We're open books here, so just uh, please send us your questions and we'll answer them on air. Absolutely. Uh, so again, thank you to you, the listeners, uh, for supporting us and for tuning in and we hope you're enjoying these episodes because we're enjoying doing them and you know we're gonna keep it up and you know down the road we're gonna be pumping out too so again check us out uh we're gonna wrap this up so please again check out our platform at griefdreams.ca for more information on the topic 
If you have any, fa- if you have Facebook, you can join the Grief Dreams Facebook group. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Grief Dreams. Uh, this podcast can be found on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and many other podcasting platforms. If you are interested in being a guest on our podcast, please email us your story and what you would like to share. GriefDreamsPodcast at gmail.com. So with love and gratitude from us to you. The new beginning.